All right, well, it is good to be here today, and um, so kind of bear with me. I'm not used to using a microphone, and um, so you're in for either a treat or uh, some punishment today with me, so it depends on how you look at it, but when I talked with Paul about doing this, uh, I was, you know, asking what the passage was he was wanting to use and kind of the theme with it, and so he said inclusivity. So inclusivity, it's like, hey, what better way than, okay, we're going to be nice and we're going to let this guy do it. So we're going to include you too. So um, my main point with this today is, is the fact that you are included. And uh, so I've got two points with it, and, uh, but it's, uh, hopefully it's good for you. So the passage we're looking at today is Romans chapter 15, verses 14 through 22. Romans 15, 14 through 22. So if y'all will join with me in this. I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge and competent to instruct one another. Yet I have written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. He gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offspring acceptable or offering, I'm sorry, offering acceptable to God, sacrifice, or sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I glorify the, in, uh, I glory in Christ Jesus, my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done. By the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God, so from Jerusalem all the way to Elycrium, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ has not been known, so that, it, uh, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written, those who have not been able or have not been told about him will see. Those who have not heard will understand. This is why I have been hindered from coming to you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Thank you that we are able to come into your presence and worship you. Father, I pray that you would be glorified with our worship this morning. Open our hearts and minds and help us to apply your word to our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so the first thing we're going to look at is the fact that salvation is for everyone. You can't get any more inclusive than that. Um, at the time that Paul was writing this, typically from in the Jewish world, Jewish standpoint, you had two ways of looking at people. You were either Jewish, you were a Jew, or you were a Gentile. Gentile simply means not Jewish. So it's either one or the other. There was no way in between it. And the problem was with that is the Jews didn't really like to, you, you had to do a lot of work to switch from being a Gentile to becoming a Jew. So that, that was a struggle. But the nice thing with Christianity, we see from this that Paul is reaching out to the Gentiles. Paul is trying to include anyone he can. You know, I kind of got to thinking about this, and it's almost like the rewards cards that you get at gas stations or Walgreens, CVS, wherever. Anybody can sign up and get one of them. But you got to do something with it. You know, they try to include everybody, and and it's like, oh, I got this card, I got this, you know, so you can get little little membership reward card things for almost anything. 
but you got to be able to use it, you know. But the, the nice thing with it, you know, sometimes certain things, there's stipulations. Oh, no, you can't come in here. You can't do this. You can't. But with Christianity, it is open to everyone. Uh, in Galatians chapter 3, verses 28 and 29, this is Paul writing this, but he said, There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. You can't get any more inclusive than that. That is saying anybody that believes will come in. And then also back in Romans chapter 1, verse 5, he said, Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them, so that they will believe and obey him, bringing glory to his name. So the whole thing is being able to share and have everybody accept Christ and come to know him. Like one of the neatest churches that I was involved in along the way was Central Baptist Church in Okinawa, Japan. Primary congreg congregation were... Um, Okinawans, and then you had a handful of Filipinos, and then any given, you know, would usually have a handful of Americans then that were there. So that was the kind of primary makeup. But there are a few folks that actually worked at the Okinawa International University, and so they would say, hey, if you want to come to church on Sunday, you know, we'll come pick you up. So any given Sunday, we would have usually 11 different nationalities there. Um, Tonga, Fiji, Madagascar, Iraq, uh, Hong Kong, China, Jamaica, pretty much, uh, you know, Tanzania, South Africa, uh, Ivory Coast. I mean, it was, it was fascinating, you know. So any, any given Sunday, we would always have people from all these different countries. And it was so neat because some of them were able to attend church for maybe about six weeks at a time before then they'd have to leave and go back. But especially from the African countries, so many of the times they would say, you know, when I knew I was coming to Japan, I, I was able to see and knew that Japan's not a Christian country, so I, I brought my Bible, and I knew I was just going to set my, uh, on, on Sunday morning, I'd just set my room, and I would pray, and I would worship on my own, but then I was invited to come here. And, you know, it was just the coolest thing, because regardless, you know, it's like, you know, we had, you know, probably every different denomination and everything along with it, but we were brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, that is the most important thing when we look at inclusivity and including people. That is what the gospel is. That is what we are called to do is include anyone. Now, you know, uh, Paul had a, it, Paul had a desire to preach to those who had never heard. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the part in there where it says uh, those who are not told about him will see those who have not heard will understand. That actually comes from Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 52, 15. So he was using that. Uh, and so he was wanting to preach to people who had never heard. And, you know, says that he was in uh, Illyricum, which is basically modern-day Bosnia. So he was there, and the reason he couldn't come to the, uh, the folks in Rome is because he was sharing with people who haven't heard. Now, there are still people in the world who haven't heard. Um, 
you got to use common sense in sharing the gospel. Um, if you all paid attention to the news or anything, last month there was a guy, John Allen Chow, who died on November 17th. He took it upon himself to go and be a missionary to uh, North Sentinel Island in the Ottoman Sea. It's actually kind of regulated by India, but it's, it's, a, it's a small island. There's a tribe of people there that they don't want anybody on their island. And so before he even stepped foot on it, he got shot with all kinds of bows and arrows, or well, arrows from bows. Uh, they didn't hit him with bows. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but he was killed. And, you know, there's, there's some of the struggle because that island is so, it's kind of remote and off limits for everything. So there's a struggle on, okay, how do we get his body back? Um, you know, I just bring that up for the simple fact that people haven't heard, but it's like, you've got to use common sense. Um, you know, but with this, you know, some of the things, the gospel requires change. Um, as I mentioned earlier, like the rewards cards, you know, I've got all kinds of rewards cards and, you know, anytime I go in to come and go or something, it's like, oh, do you have a rewards card? Uh, yeah or no. And it's like, I've got a lot of things that I've grabbed that I've probably never even registered or done anything with. Um, doesn't do me any good. Uh, but you know, it requires you to do something to get the benefits of it. And the same is kind of true with Christianity. You can't just, oh yeah, I got this, I'm good, that's it. It requires change. So, so the idea um, that, okay, I'm a Christian, uh, God, wa- or, you know, God wants to accept everybody, it's all good, God saves everybody, you know, the all dogs go to heaven kind of idea, that's not where we're going. You know, that, that ends up being uh, universalism. And there's, there's a challenge with that. There's a struggle because it requires change. We have to be able to, once we believe in Jesus Christ, we have to live our lives accordingly. Now, nobody is perfect. Um, we all struggle, it's, but it's a, it's a continual thing that we have to work on. We are never going to be perfect, but we have to strive to be. We have to kind of work at it, but also realize, okay, we are going to fail. We're going to make mistakes. But God still loves us. God still works with us. And the invitation is there for anyone and everyone. Um, The next part of this, and this kind of goes in from the change part, is ministry includes everyone. So it's, it's not just like, oh, we've got Paul. He's the pastor. Oh, I'm a chaplain. Oh, we've got, you know. Everybody is called to serve. Everybody is called to do something. Um, the neat thing with it is each and every person in here is going to be able to reach somebody that nobody else in here will be able to. You know, we have our l- little circles of influence and friends and people that we're around that nobody else is. And we have to be able to share with them. Uh, in verse 14, Paul was talking about their good, uh, the goodness that they had and the fact that they could teach others. So, you know, Paul is writing this letter to the Roman church, trying to encourage them, trying to help them, but it's not like, oh, I'm going to try to, I'll get there as soon as I can, just hold up, we'll, we'll get there. It's like, no, he's, he's acknowledging the fact that the church is working, and they're doing things, they're teaching and encouraging. Um, that is how we have to be it's like no we may not have all the great theological training or anything 
but we can still make a difference in people's lives. Uh, in verse 18, Paul talked about you know, how he got along with these people and how he worked, and it was the fact of, it says, about his message and the way he worked with them. So it's our life is a testimony. Our life is, you know, how we deal with other people is going to impact others. Um, St. Francis of Assisi, if you like Catholic tradition, um, always had a, gr- had a great saying that's like, if, you know, preach always. Use words if necessary. So, you know, our life should be an example to others. We should be able to have a difference in the, in the world around us, you know, and not just, oh, you know, you know, kind of, I'm sure we've all been around some people where it's like, oh, when they'll say, well, I, at my church, and you're like, oh my gosh, you go to church? Um, <laughs> uh, we've, we see that sometimes, but we can't be like that. It, it should be something that it's evident, you know, and yes, we still make mistakes, like I said earlier, nobody's perfect, but one of the neat things with that I've found is when we make mistakes, if we deal with it properly with others, that is a huge difference. You know, the whole idea of, oh, well, I've worked it out with God, and so you should be fine with it too. No, if, if, you, if you offend somebody, say your apology. Say you're sorry. Try to make things right. You know, that's that when, we're, when we make mistakes and correct it and do it in a good way, that is a huge thing for our witness. Um, you know, if you love God, you're going to obey and serve Him. You're going to find ways to do something. The problem is, a lot of times we're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. I go to church, but you know, we pay Paul to do that. We pay the pastor to do this. We, we, you know, it's like I, I don't need to worry about this because, um, hey, I'll call Paul and he can, he can tell my neighbor about Jesus. We need to be able to step up and do things, you know, and, and help. And it's like we're, we're all gifted. We all have those things, and we need to be able to use our gifts and our talents to make a difference to those around us. Um, the body of Christ is a team effort. You know, you, you stop, if you like sports or anything, um, you know, football, baseball, basketball, all the, you know, team sports, um, when you look at team sports, it's like, yeah, you may usually have one like really good player, but that one really good player can't do everything by themselves. It takes everybody to be able to accomplish what's going on. And the same is true with the church. You know, we need to be able to use our gifts and abilities to make a difference. And every one of us is gifted differently and has different gifts, spiritual gifts and abilities that can help us to reach different people. Singing is not my gift. I will tell you that right now. Um, <laughs> um, but also, it's, it's one of those things that um, I'm probably never going to get asked to uh, sing and pr- perform with uh, the band. So I had to be able to find a way to do this on my own. <laughs> so um, bear with me. This is actually a song that goes along well with what I'm talking about. Um, It's Peter, Paul, and Mary. Um, It's right field, and uh, it is not intended to be beautiful or anything. So, So bear with me. Like I said, I'm not a singer. I'm not a professional musician.
So, but this is something that definitely goes along with it. Saturday summers, when I was a kid, we'd run to the schoolyard and here's what we did. We'd pick out the captains, we'd choose up the teams. It was always a measure of my self-esteem, cause the fastest, the strongest played shortstop and first. The last ones they picked were the worst. I never needed to ask, it was sealed. I just take up my place in right field. Playing right field is easy, you know. You can be awkward and you can be slow. That's why I'm here in right field, just watching the dandelions grow. Playing right field can be lonely and dull. Little leagues never have lefties that pull. I dream of the day that they'd hit one my way. They never did, but still I would pray that I'd make a fantastic catch on the run and not lose the ball in the sun. And then I'd awake from this long reverie and pray that the ball never came out to me here in right field. It's easy, you know. You can be awkward and you can be slow. That's why I'm here in right field watching the dandelions grow. Off in the distance, the game's dragging on. There's strikes on the batter, some runners are on. I don't know the inning, I've forgotten the score. And the whole team is yelling, and I don't know what for. Suddenly everyone's looking at me. My mind has been wondering what could it be. They point to the sky and I look up above and the baseball falls into my glove. Here in right field, it's important, you know. You got to know how to catch. You got to know how to throw. That's why I'm here in right field, just watching the dandelions grow. <laughs> so, um, that's a song that I love um, because it, it's kind of funny. Because, you know, you look at it, right field, little, you know. Little kids, you know, just watch the dandelions grow. I've heard stories of people playing with little trucks and stuff out in the field and, you know, just doing whatever. But it really is a team effort. You know, all of the things that we do go together. God has included us. 
You know, God has accepted us, works in all, loves us, cares for us, and we're included. Salvation is for everyone, and then everyone should be involved in ministry. You know, it's, like, it's something that we have to do. So today, maybe you have a decision that you need to make. Maybe it's a matter of being able to accept Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord. Maybe it's accepting that and realizing that salvation is for you. Maybe you are looking for a church home and you'd like to join Crosspoint. Maybe you're a member here at Crosspoint, but not involved in ministry and serving in ways that you really want to and feel called to. But whatever, God is calling each and every one of us. And so we need to be able to look at that and make a decision today. So um, we've got the, the band's going to be coming up here uh, for a few songs. And if you have a decision that you would like to make this morning, I'll be over on this side and Paul will be over here. But we would like for you to be able to uh, do what God is calling you to do this morning. So please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have accepted us. We thank you that you love us and that you have included us. Thank you for your salvation and thank you for the opportunities that we have to serve you. Father, I ask that you would be with us and help us to be the men and women that you have created us to be. Help us to look to you and help us to serve the community around us and help us to find people who are in need and help us to make a difference. Father, whatever decisions we have to make today, I pray that you would help us to uh, step forward and do what you would have us to do. Help us to be your creation and your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.